Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Fox 2 presents Hancock and Kelly. Good Sunday morning. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right, John Hancock. Morning. On the left, Michael Kelly. Hey, good morning. And I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda, St. Louis Congresswoman Cori Bush is now the subject of a Justice Department investigation. Just how bad do things look for her politically and legally? Missouri Governor Mike Parson headed to the southern border today for a close-up look at the migrant crisis. Is that really necessary for the people of Missouri? As America eyes the Super Bowl next Sunday, Republicans try to make political hay out of Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, their romance. And our quote of the week comes from an extraordinary figure in Missouri political history, former U.S. Senator and Missouri First Lady Jean Carnahan, who died Tuesday night. Also, Missouri's Attorney General brings a prominent guest to St. Louis to address transgender issues, a showdown between a Missouri senator and the founder of Facebook. Big news about President Trump and the primary ballot in Illinois, and President Biden responds to the drone attack that killed three U.S. soldiers in Jordan. But we begin with St. Louis Congresswoman Cori Bush. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating her spending large amounts of money on personal security. These frivolous complaints have resulted in a number of investigations, some of which are still ongoing. The Federal Election Commission and the House Committee on Ethics are currently reviewing the matter, as is the Department of Justice. We are fully cooperating in all these pending investigations. Campaign records show the Democrat has paid her husband more than $100,000 for security over the past two years alone. She says she has done nothing wrong, that her husband, whom she married last year, is qualified as a military veteran and former corporate security worker. Records show she also paid a separate security firm more than a quarter of a million dollars over the same period. She denies using any taxpayer money. The dots started being connected here, John, when a clerk announced in the House chamber Wednesday that the sergeant-at-arms was complying with a grand jury subpoena. Sounds pretty serious. It does, and you know, I've been protecting my wife for 32 years, she hadn't paid me a nickel. <laughs> uh, I mean, this thing, this thing is terrible. Uh, it, it, it smells bad, it looks bad, it is bad. And the fact that the Justice Department is on this, now we've, we've known about the relationship for a couple of years, right, on our campaign. Right, reports. and there were ethics complaints Lots filed ethics with the complaints. FEC. And, and the federal, this is different. Uh, totally, the Federal Election Commission is pretty much toothless now. And so you don't put much stock in those complaints when the Justice Department gets involved. And it leads me to believe, of course we don't know yet, but it leads me to believe that the likelihood that there's taxpayer money involved in this is pretty high. Well, and if it's Justice Department, they're looking at a crime, right? Well, and if there's a grand they, jury, they don't bring together a bunch of people right. just to... There's legal trouble and political trouble. What's she have more of right now? Uh, probably more legal trouble than political trouble. Um, look, Cori Bush, when she ran, said one of the reasons she wanted to go after the Clay family is the Clay machine had turned into a family business. Hmm. Ironic, right? Seems to be a family business for Cori Bush as well. So politically, uh, I don't think she has much trouble. She's Trumpy in that way and that her voters don't seem to hold her accountable for much. 
Legally, it's never good to have the Department of Justice investigating you. And this isn't the kind of questions you want to be answering uh, as we slide towards probably the first real primary that Cori Bush has faced since she got elected uh, against Wesley Bell. This will further his cause and ability to raise money. Uh, she, being the darling of the progressives, is clearly going to have a lot of money. So will Wesley Bell. The voters will decide whether or not this affects her politically. Uh, but legally, I think she's got some real peril. Does it make her more beatable in the primary? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I suspect that the people who are going to vote in that Democrat primary in the first congressional district are probably going to vote for Cori Bush. And it really, it, her record is almost, it doesn't matter. You know, she was one of two members of Congress this week, Andy, that voted against a resolution that would bar the Hamas terrorist. The Hamas terrorist who participated in the October 7th attacks they, the resolution would bar them from coming to the United States. Cori Bush and Ilhan Omar were the only two members that voted against it. Right, it was like 432 to 2. To 2. Yeah, it's, right. uh, it's embarrassing. And what's interesting is that Cori Bush received a lot of support here in St. Louis from members of the Jewish community who have to be scratching their heads wondering, what, did I, what, what was I supporting here? Because this woman, she's on a crusade against Israel. It makes no sense. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is traveling to the southern U.S. border today, joining 13 other governors there. That does not include Democrat J.B. Pritzker of Illinois. Governor Parson and the rest, all of them Republicans, will meet with Texas Governor Greg Abbott in Eagle Pass, Texas. Governor Parson says he will discuss unprecedented actions being taken by Missouri and other Republican-led states in response to what he calls President Biden's reckless open border policies. Governor Parson deployed the National, or, uh, Missouri National Guard troops to support border security efforts over the summer. Noble cause or just politics here, Michael? Well, uh, noble uh, probably a month and a half ago. Now it's just politics. Seems to me there's going to be a lot of waste of resources going down there to look at, a, you know, to perpetuate this charade that Texas is putting on. Why do I call it a charade? Because we finally have admission from the Biden administration, the Democrats, the Republicans in the United States Senate negotiated a compromise that would shut down the border. Well, guess who's not interested in that? Donald Trump. And so the reason that this isn't going to pass and that we're not going to legally fix this problem is because of Donald Trump. And now Mike Parson and these Republicans have got to go down there and continue a charade when their actions aren't me uh, measuring up with their words because they're all bending a knee to Donald Trump. Does Texas need help from Missouri? South Dakota, all the other... Somebody's got to step up Republican here. And look, states. this bill that's in Congress right now, we may see some language today, may not, but we've not seen any language, and I don't believe it's going to shut down the border. I think it's going to allow a large number of folks to continue to cross on a daily basis. Uh, what's happened in Eagle Pass is instructive. Eagle Pass was one of the most poorest parts of the country for illegal influx of immigrants. And Texas put up the fencing there, the barbed wire fencing. They've shut it down. Now, you can, make, you can argue that the Biden administration, you know, could do something, but they didn't. And Texas stood up, and they took action, and they sealed off that part of the problem, which is a good thing. Uh, but now there's a real constitutional question as to whether or not states have the authority to do what Texas is doing, and that's why Governor Parson and other governors are there supporting him. Andy, I've been telling you and John for several months the Republicans don't want to fix this problem because it's too good of a political issue for the campaigns. Donald Trump said that out loud. That's what we're witnessing happen right now. 
Missouri's Republican Attorney General Andrew Bailey held a news conference in St. Louis in the past week, and he invited former NCAA swimmer Riley Gaines. She's a leading nation. She's leading a nationwide campaign against transgender athletes in women's sports. Trust me, uh, I certainly wish we did not need a law to define the word woman. Yet we had a have a sitting Supreme Court justice who can't even do such because she claims she's not a biologist. The attorney general signed an anti-transgender pledge that he says will protect women, promising to uphold laws that preserve female opportunities and private spaces. Gaines takes issue with the swimmer Leah Thomas, who swam collegiately as a man before identifying as female and then switching to the women's swimming team. Gaines says she also had to share a locker room with Thomas and was exposed to Thomas's male genitalia. Attorney General Bailey highlighted his efforts to restrict transgender medical procedures in Missouri, especially for minors. He is running for election as Attorney General in November after being appointed by Governor Parson to fill a vacated position when Eric Schmidt went to the U.S. Senate. John, Riley Gaines News Conference. Smacks of uh, political campaign stunt more than an actual news conference. Well, the Attorney General is bringing attention to an issue. And it's a real issue. We just had a motocross event over in Illinois a few months ago, uh, a female biking event, and the gold medal and the silver medalists were men in a women's biking effort. So to say that this doesn't occur is wrong. It does occur, and when it occurs, it is wrong. It's unfair to female athletes who are out there trying uh, to compete and win. And, uh, you know, I think the attorney general is right to spotlight this issue. Seems like a huge issue on his side, but your side, you kind of but here's the thing, say, Andy, why are we doing it? We, why do we wasted care so a much? whole legislative session last year, and we passed a bunch of pieces of legislation. They're continuing to move on with this. This affects four, five people in the state of Missouri. More people died of gun violence last night in the city of St. Louis than are affected by this nonsense. More people died on the highways in Missouri than are being affected by what we're dealing with here. They spent a whole legislative session passing these bills last year. They continue to waste time. I don't know how people continue to buy into this soundbite ridiculousness when we have real issues that need to be dealt with here in Missouri. I'll tell you what's a real issue. Your daughter's in high school competing and vying for a scholarship to college, and she doesn't get one because she's competing against men. Uh, that's a problem. It's a fixable problem, and it's, a, it's appropriate for the state to step in and fix it. One thing Republicans and Democrats seem to agree on in Congress is the need to hold social media giants accountable. Republican Missouri Senator Josh Hawley took center stage in a clash with Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing. The room was filled with the parents and families holding pictures of young loved ones they say have suffered, even died from exposure to troubling content on social media. Next issue, and the existing body of scientific work has not shown a causal link between using social media and young people having worse mental health outcomes. Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? Zuckerberg did turn around and apologize, vowing to continue efforts to protect young people. Both Republicans and Democrats are calling for the repeal of a law known as Section 230, which holds that social media giants cannot be sued in court for harmful content posted on their platforms. Michael. 
quite a moment with Zuckerberg and Senator Hawley. Does it change anything? No, Josh Hawley found somebody more unpopular than him that he could pick on and get some attention, and that was impressive. Hey, look, we've got a real issue with these social media giants. Uh, they've run amok. Uh, regulation is what needs to happen here. Normally a bad word. Encouraged to see that Josh Hawley wants to work across party lines to fix this problem. Uh, even he found somebody he could beat up on that would make him look good. How do you see it? Well, he's very good uh, at these hearings, Josh Hawley. This isn't the first time uh, he's made news coming out of this. He's, he he zoom, zones in, uh, and he did a good job exposing uh, what's happening over at Facebook and other places. And, yeah, if you look at this committee, there's a diverse number of members on this committee. They are unanimous yeah. on the need to do something. You don't see that very often in this Congress. Uh, something's going to happen. It couldn't here. be more different politically, but right. they are... Kind of lockstep on this issue. Up next, a big test for President Biden after three U.S. soldiers are killed on his watch. And later, the politics of Taylor Swift. Conspiracy theories about her and her romance with Chief Star Travis Kelsey. Listen to the podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden were at Dover Air Force Base in Delaware for the return of three U.S. soldiers killed in a drone attack in Jordan. Hours later, the United States carried out airstrikes on dozens of targets in Iraq and Syria, and then this morning, airstrikes resumed on targets in Yemen. All of this in response to that drone strike in Jordan at the hands of an Iran-backed militia group. Along with the three U.S. service members killed in that one, more than 40 were injured. The president says Iran has facilitated attacks against U.S. assets in Jordan, Syria, and Saudi Arabia, as well as in the Red Sea, for months. John, the president notably has not ordered airstrikes on Iranian soil. Yeah. And Do we need to go after Iran? Well, here's what we know. There's been hundreds of these attacks by the Houthis and, and others uh, on U.S. military installations. Usually we've been able to eradicate the drones that are flying over, but we didn't this time. Americans died. It's clear that what we have done militarily has not been a deterrent to the Houthis and certainly Iran. And if this... If this wave doesn't accomplish that fact, I don't know that there's any other alternative than to go into Iran. And there, you're running a real risk of escalating that conflict, which Biden doesn't want to do. But if you're not going to be strong, the only thing these Iranians understand is strength. And if we don't show strength, we're going to keep losing our service members. It's a tightrope. Yeah. Should we bomb Iran? I mean, no, I think that's what we're getting. We potentially getting to right now we have a boiling pot that's about to boil over. Uh, fortunately, we have a president who is methodical, uh, who is showing strength, and who's using rational thought to try to avert what potentially could be World War III. Hopefully, uh, we will be able to contain this. But grateful that we have President Biden and not an unhinged President Trump. Well, former President Donald Trump scored a victory in Illinois in the past week. A small group of voters have sought to have him removed from the state primary ballot. That's been going on in a lot of states. They cite the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol and a constitutional ban on running for president if you were involved in an insurrection. The state election board in Illinois, made up of four Democrats and four Republicans, in a unanimous decision decided they did not have the authority to remove Donald Trump. From the primary ballot. The U.S. Supreme Court is set to take up this issue this week after the Colorado State Supreme Court ruled Trump could be removed from the primary ballot there. Michael, should states be able to tear his name from the ballot? I don't know. I'm not a legal and constitutional professional. 
Uh, I would have voted the same way in Illinois. Donald Trump's not going to win Illinois. Uh, I don't think we ought to be playing politics, pulling people's names off the ballot. I don't understand why voters would even want to vote for Donald Trump. I think Democrats should be focusing their energy and time on that rather than doing all those legal maturations. You can't parse the words of the 14th Amendment. It's pretty clear. If you're involved in an insurrection, you can't run. Well, Is Donald it, Trump involved in an insurrection? There was a couple, there's a couple of nuances in there. Uh, the word officer is in there. Was the president an officer? That's never been really adjudicated. Uh, I think, I suspect the Supreme Court is going to say Donald Trump stays on the ballot. It would be shocking if they rule otherwise, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Still to come on Hancock and Kelly, are Republicans coming unglued over Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? Also, the passing of the first woman from Missouri to serve in the U.S. Senate. Our quote of the week reminds us just how much we've lost in American politics. The Super Bowl is one week away. The defending champion Kansas City Chiefs are in it again, and Republican pundits seem to have issues with the Chiefs' megastar tight end Travis Kelsey and his mega, 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 mega star girlfriend, Taylor Swift. President Biden's re-election campaign team is seeking her endorsement. A number of Republicans are now vilifying her. Former Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy has implied the NFL has rigged things to give Swift more prominence and that the Swift-Kelsey endorsement for Biden is in the offing. John, what's with Republicans and... Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. I don't know, but if you're going to rig the Super Bowl, then you would give Kansas City some receivers that could catch the ball. I, I don't think it's rigged. Uh, going after arguably the most popular female entertainer in the world is not good politics for the GOP. And I don't get it. I think this is a lovely little couple out there, Tay-Tay and Travi. And uh, I think they're on their way to the altar, Andy, is what I suspect is going to happen here. And it's a great story. It's good for football. Republicans talk about Trump derangement syndrome on the left. Yeah. Do Republicans have Taylor Swift derangement syndrome? Well, John is in the minority in the Republican Party to be able to give those type of accolades to a female, much less Taylor <laughs> Swift. Uh, but listen, they've gone after Mickey Mouse and Disney. They've gone after Taylor Swift. Apple pies and motherhood ought to be worried because these Republicans are just a party of grievance and they go after everything America loves. Former United States Senator and First Lady of the State of Missouri, Jean Carnahan, passed away Tuesday night. She died in hospice care in St. Louis County after a brief illness. She was 90 years old. Back in October of 2000, her husband, Missouri Governor Mel Carnahan, was killed in a plane crash along with her son Randy and aide Chris Sifford. It was just a few weeks before Election Day, and Mel Carnahan was a Democrat candidate for the U.S. Senate. He won the election even though he had died. Jean Carnahan was appointed to her husband's Senate seat and served two years until there was a special election for the remainder of the term. Our quote of the week is from her address to Senate colleagues after she took office. She told them that for her, on election night, there was no victory celebration. You are here because of your win. I am here because of my loss. We're all here to do the work of this great nation. There's such a goodness about her, Michael Kelly. Yeah, I will never forget those two weeks of my uh, that we all lived through. Uh, it was a unbelievable historic time, and what class, grace, and dignity this particular human being showed th throughout that. She literally gave her husband and son for the causes that they believed in, and then had the courage to go forward to Washington D.C. and stand in their place. Much respect for her and love for Jean Carnahan, one of the greatest human beings Missouri's ever created. You juxtapose 
what we see in Congress now with the likes of Gene Carnahan. Yeah, uh, you know, and that was nearly a quarter of a century ago. Think about that. And and I remember that's when Michael and I met during that campaign in 2002, uh, Gene Carnahan against Jim Talent. She was uh, a wonderful lady. She was a great first lady uh, in Missouri as the wife of Mel Carnahan. Uh, she'll be missed, but what a what a tremendous life she she led. Final thoughts are next. First, Bomberito.com Drone Fox over Washington, Missouri, one of the neatest towns in the St. Louis area. Worth a visit if you haven't been. Final thoughts, Michael? Yeah, on the, in this space every week, you probably hear us be very critical of local government. Don't mistake that as criticism for the people who are out there doing the job. Yesterday, we had a horrible fire in downtown St. Louis, and the men and women of the St. Louis Fire Department fought that fire beautifully and continue to make us all proud on a daily basis. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Spring training in eight days, gentlemen. Unbelievable. The Cardinals are going back. You know, our beloved Ozzie Smith turned 65 this year. That means that in 15 or 20 years, he can run for president. <laughs> <laughs> he should run. He should run. Totally right. <laughs> I'm for it. You guys might both Yes, vote for we'll Ozzie. follow that yellow brick road. Someone told me last night, you guys are getting a little too agreeable on this show. We got to. He's wrong about everything. How can we be too agreeable? <laughs> we'll see what go. we can do. That's more like it. <laughs> Thanks for watching Hancock and Kelly. Remember, if it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2.